Welcome to the Web3 Writers, the place where blockchain and writing intersect with writers and readers. The Web3 Writers is brought to you by Vagabond Magazine and published on Apple Podcasts through the Substack app. You can find all the episodes on Apple Podcasts or at Vagabond, V-A-G-O-B-O-N-D dot Substack dot com. Our theme music is composed by the amazingly talented Paolo Argento and brought to us courtesy of Pixabay. You can find the link in the show notes. Uh, welcome to the Web3 Writers Union. This is the Web3 Writers Union. I'm joined by my co-host, Riona Morgan, our friend E.R. Donaldson, the managing editor of Vagabond Magazine. We've got Easy and Crypto in the house. We've got authored style here listening, sometimes coming up to share his very interesting points of view with us and some of the important work that he's doing. We hope you'll come up today, sir. So how is everybody? Hey, I wanted to just jump up and say hello. It's been a while and I've been missing y'all. Super stoked to just be here and uh, yeah, kind of catching up. I've been uh, not as active as, uh, you know, the past seven years or so over the last few months. So I've kind of taken a little bit of a backseat. I still do my couple of shows a week, but I'm definitely hyped to get back uh, back into like the being more creative and definitely into you know what everybody's doing with page dow and exciting things there so just excited to be here and wanted to jump up and say hello 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 this is rihanna morgan i'm so happy to be here and i'm doing very well and i'm excited so excited to see easy in the audience with us and up on stage with us as well and i will pass the mic to er donaldson Hey, just brilliant over here. You know, hanging out with you guys is always refreshing and just energizes me. So thanks for the opportunity to be here. Well, I'm really glad that you guys made it today. And Easy, we're so glad to have you back. Uh, we missed you when you were, you know, out doing all the things that you do. But you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on, what's happening with Slingshot Dow and, and all the other stuff that you're doing these days? Uh, yeah, actually, Slingshot Dow is trucking right along Um it's been what? Oh man, I'm trying to think how long it's actually been kind of up and running. Probably like six months. Um, and there's like, oh geez, there's got to be like now close to 10 games in development and a couple that are really close to launching. We've been like, uh, you know, beta testing a couple of the different games. There's like, uh, the one that's probably closest is um, Go Kart All Stars, and it's kind of like a little Mario Kart ish. Uh, game in Roblox so we've been playing that and uh, yeah actually if you uh, if anybody ever wants to come play if anybody does like uh, Roblox uh, we do uh, usually like Wednesdays and Fridays and uh, you can even like win um, sling tokens by just kind of participating or if you find a bug or something um, and those tokens then can be used for voting on uh, games that you would want to see built and stuff so in the future, uh, Slingshot will do, I think, a lot more than just games. It's sort of focused on games uh, at the start now. Um, but I think it'll go into all sorts of uh, just like digital virtual experiences and stuff. So uh, it's pretty exciting to see a DAO take off and really work um, as to its function and like do what it's trying to do. So uh, like that's been just really pretty exciting. Um, and of course, I do my Monday Token Smart show, which is generally more of a kind of hangout and musical vibe. Uh, but yeah, that's like the kind of two main focuses I've been still doing uh, on the weekly. Well, uh, how has it been down in Central America? 
Um, that's what I'm curious about in terms of the like the crypto vibe and the crypto lifestyle. Is that is that trucking down there as it was? I mean, I it's hard to say because I'm not like out and about a lot at like um, you know socializing all the time and stuff. I do like I've I've literally like run into people at like a little like corner market or something and they notice maybe like a piece of swag I'm wearing that has some sort of like NFT rest prints. Um, and so people do every once in a while notice and like that'll spark up a little conversation. So it's definitely cool to see uh, that it's like it's spreading. Um, but I don't know how like um, I'm not sure how much is going on down here. I would I would have to like pretty much try and investigate harder which i should um uh but usually it's just kind of you know family time down here sure that makes sense um i see we're joined by cryptoversal books uh always glad to have you here at the web3 writers union and uh we'll get you up on the stage i think i just sent you an invite so in terms of web3 writing let's uh let's talk about that so i have been steadily like a busy little bee publishing one chapter after the other of my audio book, Hassani Saba. I haven't released it as a, as a reading book yet, just as the audio book, and up to chapter 15. And it is so much fun to be releasing these chapters. I mean, the, you know, it's a lot of work, actually. Creating an audio book, like, you don't just sit down and read it. You have, to, you have to go through, you have to master it. You have to, like, you know, if you make mistakes, if you, you know, stumble, if you stutter, all of that has to be fixed. So there's a lot of work to actually make it. And then, of course, you know, putting it together with the music and intro and outro, creating the art for it, which is really fun to do. Uh, I use Night Cafe, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I have to go through 100 images before I actually am able to get one that um, that actually is what I want. And that's really important to me. So right now I'm at chapter 15 of Hassan Isaba. It's at vagobond.synth.co. You guys can go listen to it for free. Uh, and the rest of the chapters, I'm up to 20 on the, uh, on the recording, but uh, I've still got to record four, the last four chapters. So there's four more chapters to record and I think uh, nine more chapters to release. And I'm trying to do one a day. Sometimes, sometimes I'm doing one every other day, something like that. But it's interesting. But one of my big complaints about Scent is I can't tell if people are listening to it. If people buy the chapters for $1.99, which nobody has, um, oh, actually, I take that back. I think one chapter did sell for a buck ninety nine, but um, that that I can tell if there's interest that or if people socially share. So I've had a few social shares. Um, I've had a few comments from like old friends and things who are like, "Oh, wow, you seem really busy." And I actually had a friend stop me on the street the other day, which was pretty cool. And he was like, "Hey, I had a friend listening to your book, and he was just commenting on like what a great presenter you are." And I was like, "Man, you have no idea." how important that is to hear something like that to hear like validation for like hard work that you know in the web3 space a lot of times you just don't know and um i think there's a lot of people who struggle with that um much more than than i do and you know i try to reach out to some of those people of course but it's not always easy to find them just same as as any work so that's what I have going on with Web3 and writing right now. What about you guys? What are you seeing? What are you writing? What are you doing? 
So I'll go ahead and volunteer. I, I right now I'm an editing machine. Um, I have a lot of cool projects, a lot of cool collaborations that I'm working with on a couple individuals and uh, relaunching my own library. So um, I think between like the writing and critique groups that I'm doing, uh, between the uh, uh, anthology that we're working on together, CD, and uh, just looking at some of my own stuff, um, I feel like I'm doing way more editing than writing, which isn't as fun, I'll admit, but I am a hardcore outliner. So when I get inspiration to be writing, even though I don't have time to be uh, putting prose on paper or on the keyboard, so to speak, um, I've got some outlines brewing. I've got some story ideas that are kind of in the incubator. So as soon as I'm out of this period of editing and publishing, I'm really excited for the things that are going to be uh, coming. But for right now, it's uh, refining the work rather than generating the work. That's just what it looks like on my end. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, I know at some point the Soul Type guys, they basically right when right before Soul took off, they were, you know, again, they, they were like, oh, we're done. We're stepping away. This is it. You know, and boy, did they freaking blow it. Right. Because Soul took off. Uh, what are they doing now? Are they are they back? Not a dang thing. No, they, they are not back. They moved on from Web3, which is a dang shame. Man, talk about bad timing. I mean, literally, it was like two months before the Solana ecosystem started just like exploding. And yeah, wow, what a shame. Uh, is there any other publishing platform on Solana at this point that anybody knows of? Negative. I think that was, I think that was the only one. Um, you know, honestly, even <clears throat> looking into efforts to salvage that platform and pass it along, um, it it doesn't seem like those are going to be fruitful. They didn't have the uh, the infrastructure to keep it moving. So, the 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 space is wide open um, for anybody who really has the the capacity and will to engineer something. I mean, they uh you know they had a nice audience. Things were going. I just think that there wasn't the will or the uh, the vision to cultivate the space. Um, but like like you said, it's a, it's a dang shame uh, because there there was a lot that could have been done there. Full disclosure, we did uh, Vagabond Media. We did uh, take some looks into like seeing what it would take to actually take on Saltype and to like take over the project. And yeah, you are like what you just said is is right. I mean, those guys they didn't want to like they didn't want to price it at a point where someone could actually take it over. Was what it seemed like to me. Yeah, that was that was kind of my impression. I mean, I think all those things are relative. You know, I mean, um, a lot of the conversations I can't share because they were confidential. But yeah, no, it was, you know, and and who knows what amount of time and investment that they they put in, you know. Um, but you know, I wish them the best. That they, they were all good guys. I think they were well intentioned. Um, it just it's a shame it didn't it didn't turn out. Uh, you know, I still think that if something would pop up with a similar vision, I'd be on that in an instant. Well, speaking of that, let's talk to Cryptoversal Books a little bit about whatever you want. <laughs> hey, CD. Yeah, uh, I, I will echo the uh, the disappointment in in Soul Type uh, their exit strategy, uh, not not being um, more continuant with the with the community that that they built and the technology that they had built. Um, stepping away from it uh, was was a disappointment to a lot of people. Um, 
What I have going on at the moment, I have a book out this week. That I'm really excited. It's the first uh, book I've actually published in in, in, in years. Um, it's a spinoff of the American Justice Project. Um, it is co-authored with Yellowstone Rob, who is the wealthiest person in human history on paper. Uh, and, and he got that way by following uh, the, the techniques gleaned from legal proceedings in the state of New York versus Donald Trump and company uh, civil fraud trial. Uh, and in the book, uh, he outlines uh, 16 distinct fraud strategies uh, used by the Trumps and used by Yellowstone Rob to become, again, the wealthiest person in human history on paper. Uh, and the on paper part is, is very important because uh, keeping your frauds on paper um, keeps, keeps everyone safe. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that's going on is uh, January 1st, 2024 was uh, Public Domain Day. Uh, work, new works entered, entered the public domain from uh, created in the year 2020, uh, 1923, uh, including uh, Mickey Mouse and, and, and the, and the uh, first Mickey Mouse short, Steamboat Willie. So uh, at greg.cent.co, I have Steamboat Willie, and Steamboat Willie is, like Mickey Mouse, free, um, free to grab, free to mint. Um, it's on Scent, so you, can, you don't even need a, a wallet. You can mint it with an email address. Um, and it's an open mint, and it's just... Um, probably I'll turn it off at the end of the month. And if you got one, you got one. That's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. So that's, that's you my know, report. Uh, the public domain thing is really such a trip. I mean, the, the one that sticks in my head is, uh, 2020 Gershwin's Rhapsody in blue, which I, I believe is a deeply spiritual song. That might be a, a funny thing for people to hear, but I feel like Rhapsody in blue is a deeply spiritual song um that actually went public domain in 2020 and i realized at that time i was like this is this is going to set the tone for the entire 2020s this song um not realizing of course that you know we're not quite grokking that it was the great depression period and there was a lot of bad things that happened um and covid shortly followed after that. Let's hope Steamboat Willie has a much better year than Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. Did. Well, if you're interested, I have a friend, uh, Randy Milholland. He does, he actually draws the uh, the Sunday Popeye comic strips. And he has taken Steamboat Willie in his own direction uh, with, a, with, with a comic strip uh, adaptation. He is, he's a scholar of classic cartoons and, and, and his love for the genre shows through. It's called, he calls the strip Mousetrapped. Um, and I can try to find a, a link to it and put it up in the, in the nest. But but he has he has taken uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Pete the Cat and and other public domain um, Disney related characters and put them into a universe and made them his own. Um, and and I I, I, I kind of like Randy's Mickey. Uh, he's really growing on me. Uh, he's he's I, I, I like Walt's Mickey as well. Um, but they are they are two distinct characters that, that you can love both of them. So Pete the Cat is public domain too. I thought that was much Pete more the Cat recent. appears in Steamboat Willie. Oh yeah, you're right. And oh, and Minnie, Minnie Mouse also appears in Steamboat Willie. So she also is uh, that that version of her, uh, I should say. Um, Dis Disney is is clamping down on the rights to later versions of the characters being still under copyright. 
Uh, and if you wanted to try to try to fight them on that, you can. I I wouldn't. Um, and they're also using using Mickey Mouse, a Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse as their trademark. Um, so anything you do with with that version of Steamboat Willie really has to be disclaimed as not related to Disney, not endorsed by Disney, not endorsing Disney in any way, uh, because because there's there are trademark issues as well as copyright issues. Wow, what a trip. Um, OK, so Riona, what, what do you think? What do you got going on? Gosh, I'm 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 excited about your guys's <clears throat> projects and and Cryptoversal. I grabbed one of your Steamboat Willie um, NFTs right away when I saw the email come through because I'm a follower of yours on Scent, and so um, that was really I just really felt like that that was a, a very historic event, and um, I have a an odd family history with uh, Walt Disney and my grandfather was a horse trainer and his family trained horses for um, people in Hollywood for the movies. And um, so there's a photograph that I have of my grandfather and Walt Disney on the ranch where um, my grandfather was. And just on the back, it says uh, Walt Disney actor, and um, so I just am I'm always very interested and kind of intrigued um, by what was built with those ideas and those ideals. And um, so that was really just something that was really intriguing to me. And I was very interested in that. So thank you for for chatting about that. And E.R. Donaldson, your projects, I can definitely uh, empathize with that. I'm doing a lot of. Uh, reading. I'm doing a lot of editing. I'm doing a lot of Whitney Morgan media uh, things that are very exciting. And um, a lot of the things we're working on together, all of us kind of in, interspersed here together with each other. And so that's really fun. Um, and then, of course, spending quite a bit of time thinking about Vagabond Magazine and the articles that I'm hoping for this month coming here pretty quick and been working on that quite a bit. And then Paige Dow is doing some phenomenal things on their end. And so that is super exciting. And so I, I'm doing, I have not been able to just sit and, and write uh, in the, the fiction genre like I love to do, not, not for a little bit, but um yeah, so just busy, We're working, 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 and and doing all these great things. So yeah, thank you. You know what's crazy, Riona, is uh, so my mom was one of the early employees at Disneyland. So she used to get paychecks from Walt Disney, like sitting at his desk, and he would hand her the checks. She was one of the original mermaids that swam in the lagoon at Disneyland. Uh, that was my mom. She was she's quite a beautiful woman. She's still a beautiful woman. Um, but when she was a young woman, she was a real knockout and she was hired to be one of the mermaids that would swim down, you know, and like swim by and wave at the, uh, at the submarine people on the ride. So we have one degree of separation between our parents and that one degree is Walt Disney. How weird is that? That is so crazy. Oh my gosh. That is just, <laughs> I guess that was, that was your dad or your grandfather. You said my grandfather. Yeah. my okay, grand so, so your grandfather and my mom are connected by Walt Disney. How fun. <laughs> amazing that is amazing <laughs> anybody else got a walt disney connection because that would be fun if we were all connected through walt disney well 
I, I guess even one is kind of more than we could actually hope for. Um, yeah, so we got all kinds of all kinds of projects going on, all kinds of stuff going on, all kinds of uh, written word activities happening in the blockchain, and uh, it's too bad we can't get Indefatigable up here to tell us what's going on with PageDAO this week. But Riona or Cryptoversal, I know you guys are on the core team there. Can you can you spill some tea for us? Uh, yeah, I might be able to talk about it a little bit. Um, so. As and articles on these kinds of things are forthcoming, but we have the core team of PageDAO, of course, and then each division of PageDAO has created a, a subdivision. And Cryptoversal and I um, really partner up and work a lot with community and publishing. And we're in the process of reaching out to people who might be interested in helping build the um, public face of PageDAO. And so we've been spending a lot of time talking about what we want that to look like and what approach we would like that to be. And um, of course, the social media pieces and then the pieces of of things that are like long form content, things that are published on, on Medium and things that are published like on Substack and T2 and all of those kinds of things. And so we've just been really focusing on transitioning to, as far as Cryptoversal and I, we've been focusing on transitioning to um, building the public face of PageDAO so that people um, can find their place in publishing with PageDAO and PageDAO of course always has been and has always wanted to be like a hub for writers like um it's and it's something that's so needed because this doesn't exist it doesn't exist in the in in the web3 space and we're all so excited about um being able to just be like ta-da we're here <laughs> and we're working on revamping the website and and building indefatigable you know he's this magic magic king of a man who can do all of these amazing things with technology and you know and so we're so he's in the process of putting together um a way for writers to jump in and create their their um like their profile and it'll show the works that they've um created and wherever it's wherever it's published you know and and so it's really just this it's going to be this amazing experience for writers in Web3, and it really will be the home for everyone in Web3 to come to. And as soon as we are um, up and running at the point where we can do some beta testing, we're definitely inviting, you know, all of our Web3 Writers Union friends and all the writers who we know um, by invitation to say, come in and, and build your profile and look at this and and give us uh, tips and pointers and thoughts. And, you know, and it is going to be, it is a DAO, of course, it's a DAO. And so everyone who's part of it gets a voice and, and we all give, then get to build it together. And so it is so, so exciting. Um, and there's so much work. There's so much work to, to do this because we're building something that doesn't exist, but we're building it um, from the place of we want to honor writers and we want to, want to honor readers and we want to 
give them a space where they get to interact with each other. And so it's going to be like this, this beautiful network of readers and authors and, and writers and creatives. And, and so it's, it's just, um, the skeleton of it is already so amazing. Um, and then all of the, the pieces that will add to, to finesse it and make it be beautiful. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I, and I want to just, just echo that with, you know, my own amazement uh, at, at the the vision of, of Paige Zhao being so consistent with what it has always been, uh, with developing something that doesn't exist and putting it out into the world and doing it um, permissionless and decentralized and, and and making it available and and making it as as a as an open hub for everyone uh, where everyone can be welcome. Um, it, it's 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 something unique in the space. Um, and and then having a peek behind the scenes at, at at how how much and how fast the development is going and what direction it's taking, um, people are going to be have their socks blown off when when they when they see uh, the full the full stack and the full suite that's available to them uh, as PageDAO members and and hoping that everyone jumps on board and becomes a PageDAO member. That's so awesome. I mean, I got to say, like, back when I became associated with PageDAO, back when it was Bleber, I think, at the, towards the beginning, um, you know, this vision that was laid out was seemed like something that was so almost impossible. And to watch it coming to life and to watch, you know, all of the, the different PageDAO members and, and people who've come in and, like, contributed and added to it. It's just been so exciting to see all of that all along the way, every step. And I really, one of the things I look forward to the most in terms of Web3 is seeing where PageDAO goes and seeing all of the things that PageDAO is going to do in the future, because the future is great where, where it comes to PageDAO. Um, it's where I met all of you, I think, for the first time. And uh, everyone who's here in the audience, maybe not authored style. I think we may have met through Vagabond Magazine, but um, but everyone else I've met through PageDAO, and that's pretty astounding. That tells you something right there. All right. Well, we had authored style in the audience for a while. He dropped in and dropped back out, which to me says it's probably grocery shopping, but don't hold me to that. Uh, so when I get to the cashiers, I always log off of whatever space I'm listening to. And we've got E.R. Donaldson back, so he must be out in the car with his groceries at this point. Uh, he's going to get up on the stage and add as a speaker. Yes. Let's see. That should do it. Um, yeah, so I don't really have anything else for us today, but maybe E.R. Donaldson would like to share a little bit uh, about what he sees going on in Web3, what he, projects he has going on, and, of course, Cryptoverse from Riona. If you guys have anything... Feel free to throw it out there before we log out with our traditional aloha. Hey, nothing in particular going on in Web3. You know, again, just kind of reiterate that uh, we're I'm working on some partnerships right now where I think there could be a lot of very cool content coming out very soon. I'm still very bullish on Web3, you know, if not from a monetary investment standpoint. If you uh, if you wanted to hear my piece on that, you know, tune in to the VMGM from earlier this hour. Um, but at the same time, I think that this is a great place for authors and creators to connect with fans and build communities. So that's what I'm looking forward to doing in the coming months. So um, if you want more details, feel free to message me. I'd be happy to share. 
you know, that's a great note for us to end on. Uh, it's the fact that community is actually the strongest superpower of Web3. It's the community building that happens. It's the people that matter. It's the relationships that actually have the most value in all of it. Like money's great, but relationships last as long as you nurture them. And I feel like Web3 has been very, very bountiful in terms of the relationships that it's allowed me personally to build. And I know that's the same for all of you. So that's it for the Web3 Writers Union this time around. And uh, we have a tradition of closing with aloha, which means hello, it means goodbye, but most importantly, it means love. It means we all breathe the same air. We are one. So at the count of three, everybody that's on the stage, just open your mic and we'll close out with a nice aloha. One, two, three. Aloha. 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 Aloha.